the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Rachel Gilbert. Welcome to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. London has been talking about downtown revitalization for years, even decades. And of course, much of that has uh, already been done to attract people to work and shop and play downtown. We've done a lot so far, but there is more coming. And today I'm talking with London Free Press reporter Norm DeBono about the pending population boom. Hi, Norm. How are you? Great, Rachel. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, so let's talk about this pending population boom. Why are we expecting this? We've, If you've been downtown at all, certainly you must have seen, yeah. oh, there's a few high rises going up, right? Well, you know, first of all, I mean, in your intro, you talked about how we've been talking about downtown revitalization for years. And I got to tell you, I've been in London for 28 years now. And I think one of the first stories I did at the Free Press was about the convention center going downtown, the Covent Garden Market being built, rebuilt downtown. And then there was, of course, the whole Bud Gardens. So, I mean... This has literally been going on for decades that there's been this thrust to reinvest in the core with major commercial developments uh, and public developments like the convention center, now RBC place, the Covent Garden Market, RBC, and the Budweiser Gardens. And of course, there's recent years, there's also been the, the um, Dundas place, a significant revitalization of the street. They've had waterfront redevelopment plans that may pan out in the future. So this has been, this has been at the forefront for London as a development issue for 20, 30 years. Yeah, and so. Um, and for someone who's downtown a lot, like I am, and 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 others, you know, it's you're, it'd be very easy to be skeptical to say that's just not working. Like we still have, a, you know, we have a serious homelessness problem. We have a serious mental health issue playing it out in the streets of downtown. Mm-hmm. I speak to downtown businesses, retailers regularly, and they're, you know, the windows are broken, and people are coming in off the street, and there's vandalism, and there's vagrants sleeping in their doorway, and they're very cynical about it. But just uh, despite that perception, not reality, um, if you speak to downtown London or Main Street London, they'll say that they're still getting a significant amount of retailers <clears throat> investing in the core, which might be hard for us to believe. But I think 2022, there are more than 30 new retailers downtown. Now, they lost about a dozen or 15 or so, but but there's still a, a, a gain there. They saw more retailers going to the core area. And if you go downtown, it's true. You see new shops open, new retailers and restaurants cafes, a lot of shawarma joints. Um, so, you know, there is this flux, there's this energy downtown, there's this give and take, which is kind of interesting. And I don't really understand it, but I observe it. And on the backdrop of that, you have high rise development, which could be the biggest significant driving factor uh, when it comes to actually impacting mm-hmm. whether our downtown is going to change or how it's going to change. So we have, I mean, we've had several high rise developments recently, Renaissance Towers, two major towers, Drulo built two major towers on Dundas Street. Those are, you know, years ago. We don't even count those anymore. But there's, there is, there, are, there are, I think about. Uh, oh, see, I have, I have the stats, but they're not top of mind. So That's I'm going to have okay. to check. So you I'm going to. You can I'll, refer to your notes if you need to. <laughs> you're very kind. Uh, that's how it happens when you're old. But I mean, we have we have four towers under development right now. They're being constructed. We have yeah. six or seven. And that's just in the in the core area. We have even more down uh, proposed down Rideout, uh, proposed for the East End, which is near the core, um, like east of Adelaide. There's more coming. We have the South Street Hospital site, former South Street Hospital site, which has a you know a lot of social housing planned for it. There's some community groups coming together to build social housing, nonprofit housing, and, mm-hmm. and affordable housing. But also medallions building up two towers there would be hundreds of millions. So we're seeing a massive investment in 
residential development, high-rise resident development in and around downtown London. It's also happening elsewhere. North London has several towers proposed. South London um, has towers proposed as well, but for the sake of this conversation, we'll talk about the core area. So, I mean, four under construction right now. Uh, most impressive is, of course, the, um, the uh, development on King Street, right across from the Covent Garden Market, being built by York Developments. That's gonna be a, a, a high-end unit. Uh, they're going to have high-end units there. Uh, recently, it was um, Southside, I believe, opened uh, a tower on York Riverwalk, which is beautiful and is very, uh, really in demand because it's a beautiful and it overworks water and getting hearing a lot of great things about that. So and those are just re those are that just opened recently. So <clears throat> we have four under construction. We have about six or seven more coming in the core area alone, and those you know each of those have hundreds of units attached. So. As I sort of look back through uh, through my notes here, as you've graciously allowed me to do that, because uh, <laughs> I can't remember numbers, um, we have there are about sixteen hundred new homes, new units under construction, and about twenty one hundred more are on the way. So that's that is sixteen hundred coming, twenty one hundred planned. That's thirty seven hundred just basically in the pipeline being developed now. Mm -hmm. We now have about eight thousand people living in downtown London. In more than five thousand homes, but wow. when you look, when you talk to downtown London and when you talk to building and development groups, they do forecasts and they figure that they're calculating that um, of that eight thousand people now living downtown, it's going to grow by about fifty percent by twenty twenty six. So about four thousand more people within the next three to four years. That's amazing. So that's, it is amazing. And if you see, if you look at, if you go to planning committee and you follow the pipeline of development in London, you believe it. I mean, I kind of, I kind of believe that it, where it's going to happen because there seems to be an interest. So unlike you, like I'm just a guy who lives here and works here, so I go to the de development community and I say, "Why are you guys building downtown?" I mean, you. Yeah, that you was my next this. question. What are the benefits yeah. for developers? You know, doing it downtown versus North London, any or anywhere else in London. Yeah, right? we have we have poverty issues. We have homelessness. We have mental health issues. Mm -hmm. We don't have a real infrastructure for for shopping. Like grocery shopping or even retail really strong isn't strong in the core anymore um it is an entertainment district it's with a restaurant district but when you go to them they say that they still have a faith and there still is demand i don't really understand why but people do want to live there and buildings go up they are being leased they're being rented out their condo units are are, are being sold they i am hearing that they believe that the homelessness and mental health issue is that agencies in the city are trying to tackle it. They are mm -hmm. putting a dent to do it. It's a long way to go. No one's going to try to sugarcoat that. Sure. But that there are that is top of mind, and work is being done, and they're encouraged by that. And they're also, but I'm in my story that I wrote. You know, the term energy, the term vibe, is very prevalent, and you can't define that. You can't really understand or explain it. It's mm. just it's people. It's like an intangible feel, thing. Yeah, and it's yeah. there and. They feel it and they sense it. So I talked to one agency that you asked about, which is City Match. City Match is uh, Joey Simpson is the principal in that, and and they work with Western, they work with LHSC and St. Joe's, and they work with private business and industry. When someone is bringing executives here, or um, they help place them, they transition them into the community. It's a support. It's a support business, and mm -hmm. she's very busy. And she is, you know, she'll put people anywhere they want to go. She shows them the city. And she says overwhelmingly, uh, people do want to stay in the downtown. Not always. Some people want to go to the burbs, but people are sure. just in the core. And the reason is, is because 
newcomers are often coming from large cities. They're used to downtowns. They're used to living right. in high rises. So it doesn't bother them. They like what downtown brings. And also being downtown dwellers in major cities in other countries, uh, they're not bothered by homelessness or poverty issues or even mental sure. health issues. They're used to that. And they know that communities are dealing with it. And they also know it's global, that we're not, that we're not unusual in that sense. So there are others. Right. Well, if they're coming from major cities in other countries, Maybe they think London's downtown is is more small town, right? Because yeah. then what yeah, they're even used better. to for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, all these factors are out there and they're converging uh, into one sort of perfect storm, and that is a, 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 a significant development ongoing. And I remember writing this story, and I ran before Christmas, the one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I remember writing it five years ago about high rises coming then, and it was, and it was, and many of those came to fruition. Some don't. Some fall off the. The table, you know, planners right. and builders sort of, you know, lose their, lose their, lose track of something. But many of them were built, and mm-hmm. and many of these are going to be built too. So it's going to be, it, I see no end in sight, and it's going to continue. And if you talk to the planning people at City Hall, they get more inquiries every day. The sure. biggest challenge is actually space, is finding um, um, uh, developable space, like right. uh, lots that can that can accommodate a, a significant high rise. And is parking an issue still? I mean, parking is always, you ask any Londoner parking, there's lots of parking. You can pay for it. You can pay a lot for it. But parking is an issue for people who are driving, right? If you're going to build a tower, you have to have a parking plan in place. You build build it partially underground or you buy adjacent sites, you'll develop parking garages there. So that's very much part of the the plan. And you're right, it's very expensive, but that has to be part of the development. I actually think the city won't really approve a high-rise development unless there is a parking solution built into that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you're right. You know, I mean, there are plenty of spaces downtown, but you have to be prepared to walk a bit, and you have sure. to. Be, it's it's not all convenient, right? Like it's not like driving up right in front of a store, like it is a plaza or a mall. Sure. You have to work. Yeah. You have to work a bit for that. Uh, who's moving downtown? Do we know generally? Are there a lot of families? Are they mostly? You mentioned, you know, professionals, executives yeah. that are coming to town students uh western students we know a lot of them are downtown as well because it's close to the school campus who's moving there yeah i don't know as much about that as i should that's actually a really good question right. I, I hear anecdotally um uh, from people in the development community in the real estate industry that a lot of these are one and two bedroom units they're not three mm. bedroom units um there's not a lot of of single family homes going up downtown there's not a lot of larger townhouse developments so um there are mostly there are sort of two large groups and that is young singles young professionals other individuals or couples mm-hmm. uh, young families might have one one or two kids um, and a lot of retirees a lot of people are sort of selling the big family home out of in Toronto because there's been a large large migration from the GTA to the London area mm-hmm. so they're selling uh, their, their properties from Toronto or even in London if they're retired and they want to be closer to the core area they want to be closer to services or to that downtown energy that I was talking about sure so um and there's also you know, selection. Like there's a lot, there will be a lot to choose from in the core area. And the build quality is quite strong. Like the, like Riverwalk is a good example of that, right? It's a beautiful, it's going to be beautiful. And the, um, the tower that York is building on King Street, you know, I'm hearing a lot of rumors or discussion uh, in the community. It's going to be a high-end de- de- development. They're going to be really, might be expensive, but they're going to be quite lovely. So, um yeah. They're attracting an older crowd that is that are retirees and they want sort of higher end finishes um, mm-hmm. and some services. And they're also attracting a lot of young single professionals or young couple professionals. That seems to be the primary push, I think, for people who are 
really looking at the core. Sure. For developers, there is some benefit for them to develop downtown. They are getting a bit of a break on development fees. Is that right? Right. Yeah. So so that's been a huge incentive. So again, I, I mentioned 20, 30 years ago that I've been writing about this. And uh, I, I remember when they sort of they began the development incentive and it just was someone like someone pushed a button. So they used to have a policy in place where the development fees were not paid by developers. So the development fee is if you build a building, you pay the city a, a fee for the development. The, the thinking is that services all go to that building, be it roads and sidewalks and sewers and power and infrastructure, and you pay an additional fee for all that. That is could be hooked up to your site. Well, in the downtown, they waived that to encourage development, and it's significant. It's 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 um, well, I mean, if you look at collectively, I think some numbers were that it saved. Uh, millions of dollars developers save millions of dollars and it's in the, wow. it's in the core it's a great so, incentive it is and it worked it worked like yeah. a charm so they changed it recently though in that sense that um developers now have to pay it but then they're paid it back they're refunded over a 10-year period because there was some sort of concern that do we really need this anymore it's work we've had a lot of high-rise development downtown we also have the waiving of incentives for development uh, sorry development incentives for uh, Old East Village and for the South Street Hospital site, which I mentioned earlier. Now, mm -hmm. it's important for me to, to note here, the, it's not that the city goes without these monies, it's that other ratepayers pick up the tab. So the city will not go without that money, but the developer doesn't pay it for the high rise downtown, but the people in the suburbs or commercial properties, they will end up. Sure. So, yeah. but like I said, that they is get their money here. anyhow. Yeah, they do. And we'll be paid for it, but but it would seem to be a you know it's an in support of in, in innovation in community building, and it's and it's worked. It's worked very well. Let's talk about some of the businesses because there have been businesses that have opened and are thinking of opening because of all this development. They're anticipating all these people moving downtown, right? That's largely a service sector kind of us uh, of the of the commercial market. Uh, again, that we're in in the under the, the name of not sugarcoating things. Downtown, the commercial sector in downtown has been hammered. We have a 25% vacancy rate. One in four spaces are empty. Um, it hasn't come back after pandemic. A lot of businesses are opting for either a um, um, a part-time return to work, an integrated mm -hmm. return to work, where you're a couple of days a week at home, a couple of days a week in the office, when some are saying it's your option, you know, work at home if you want. And yeah. it's interesting because the, the downtown built a lot of its revitalization and commercial renewal efforts in the tech sector because the tech sector really liked being downtown. But the tech sectors are also the ones to say, hey, if you want to work at home, we can work at home. And so mm -hmm. that's been slow to come back. So I know the, the commercial sector is really concerned about that. So, um, so, but in terms of what businesses are opening, because I mentioned like 30 businesses in 2022, a lot of service sector, a lot of cafes, restaurants, some retail operations, uh, some new, some new clothing, um, but, um, you know, across the board, uh, and there are some other businesses, businesses, like some of uh, uh, some food service business, the food sector business has been very strong. Some ghost kitchens have opened downtown. I don't know if you know what mm -hmm. means, but um, mm -hmm. yep. if a business would, if a business, if, if there's a restaurant and they, they don't want to open to the public anymore and they still have that space, they will use that kitchen and they will just do takeout orders like for, um, for uh, skip the dishes and all that good stuff. Sure. which is a huge industry right now. It's, it's very big in the services sector. A lot of small restaurants say they wouldn't survive if it wasn't for their, their takeout and to, to delivery uh, uh, items. 
Sure. After the so, pandemic. I mean, that's basically, I think, primarily where that's where that's going. Are we expecting uh, some of this, uh, you know, other businesses, not the service center, but the corporations, tech businesses or any other kinds to open back up? Are we going to get them back downtown or are we going to have to think of and maybe this isn't a question for you. Maybe this is a question for the city planners. Are yeah, we going to yeah. have to think of other ways to infill those properties? Yeah, I think that I think there is an anticipation that it's that we're going to see the hybrid solution long term, yeah. but they're not going to come back full time. But they will they will return, but they won't come back full time, and they won't come back anytime soon. So it's going to be a slow movement. There there seems to be a feeling in the commercial sector that they are going to come back eventually. Um, Businesses like to have their people on site, but it is still early days out of the pandemic. We're kind of still easing out of it and they don't want to force it. But I think in a year or two years, I think businesses might say as soon as we sort of truly get the pandemic in the rearview mirror, um, I think they're, they may be a little more forceful in saying, okay, we're going to go back to work now. So that's the feeling in the commercial sector. They anticipate that happening. Do they really know? No, I, I don't think they do. I think they're sort of rolling the dice, so to speak, but, mm -hmm. but, um, but they're, if you talk to the managers and the owners of businesses, they'll say, and the commercial realtors, they'll say that that the pandemic has been really interesting how it's impacted commercial businesses. It's 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 empowered some workers, uh, but it has businesses have lost their corporate culture, an office culture, mm -hmm. um, that dynamic you get from working with people every day in the office, some good, some bad. But it does create sort of a, a sense of who and what you are as a business, and that's being eroded. And I think there's real concern about it. So I think longer term, you might see a harder line in return, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, we'll have to see how that um, shifts and how everybody adjusts yeah. to it for sure. Well, um, and, and certainly we're going to see a lot of construction in the downtown for the next several years. And yeah. uh, we'll be following your stories on this at LFPress.com. Thank you so much, Norm. Rachel, thank you very much. I appreciate your 